It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. So yeah, we have to uh, talk about the Steve Young, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Steve Young's been pretty honest about this since really for the past couple years that he thinks that that one of the reasons Kyle has been so conservative is that he doesn't trust Jimmy. And recently, what was he on KMBR? Yeah, I think. So what he said is he goes, okay, the conversation goes back. We've had about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, because I can guarantee you that Kyle would love to throw for 500 yards in a game. He's like his dad. I'm telling you, it's really just how they manage each other and how they create the space for each other. The management is full speed ahead. They're managing each other and that's how it is in the fit. And that's fruit fruitful. And that's fine. Um, and he says the idea philosophically that Kyle wants to run the ball is not true. And people need to leave that behind. Very interesting to me. Cause I think young is tied into the team. I think he's around the team and this isn't breaking new ground, but I just feel like does Kyle have to get over this at some point? If, if they're going to get to that next level and, and Jimmy is Jimmy's still Jimmy and Jimmy misses reads and Jimmy, you know, all that stuff. But at some point, does Kyle have to say, you know what? Screw it. I got to take the training wheels off. I got to see what this guy can do and, and just let him kind of sling it around a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, so here's the thing about Steve young. I, and I love Steve young. Like I'm a, probably a more of a Steve guy than a, than a Joe guy. Although like, I feel like Joe was the better quarterback. But in terms of personality, approachability, all that stuff, Steve was like a far more approachable guy. So that being said, I don't know if it's so much Steve being tied into the team as it is Steve being tied into the Shanahan's. Because for those of you that are too young to remember, the reason why Steve Young very much so has a Super Bowl ring is because of Mike Shanahan being the offensive coordinator in here in 94. And that essentially got Steve's got him over the, the hump. Got the monkey off his back, the famous monkey that we always talk about, Joe Montana. And that got Steve his his first ring as a starter. Remember, it's funny because people say Steve has one. He has three rings. Okay, He has two two as a backup, one as a starter. So let's not <laughs> – I hear that all the time. Let's not get that confused. But I think that this is more so Steve being tied into the Shanahan's instead of Steve being tied into the team. And the reason why is because he's going to advocate for Kyle because Kyle's dad got him a ring. I mean, Steve did the work, right? But like Kyle's dad helped get him a ring. And I rarely have heard Steve criticize Kyle at all. So it's like, you know, I understand that what Steve is saying is probably true, to be honest, because Jimmy is limited. He is a mid-tier quarterback. He does make mistakes. He does turn the ball over in in opportune times. And that does have an effect on how a coach calls a game. But I'm with you, Al. If you you keep bringing this guy back and if if you keep putting him back on your team, at some point the onus falls on you for bringing him back. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the onus falls on you to not be able to open up the playbook. Look, Andy Reid had Alex Smith for a couple of years in Kansas City, and they made it work over there. It was it was still kind of check down city over there, but they still made it work. Alex Smith was not turning the ball over. He became a Pro Bowl quarterback. He became really efficient. And obviously, yes, adding Tyreek Hill helps and having Travis Kelsey in these guys, it helps. But mm-hmm. that being said, they were able to make it work over there. And Andy Reid, I think, is on par with in terms of like the comparison, what Kyle is. So the answer to your question is I feel like, yeah, eventually, like, this can't be a crutch for you. You eventually have to, like, open it up and see what he can do and actually try to win games. It was another game against the Chargers where the defense had to close out. If they, they could have scored a touchdown right on the goal line, it's game over. You don't, Your defense doesn't even make a stop. 
That's it. And they kicked a field goal instead. It was still a one-score game, and the defense had to make a stop at the end. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened over Kyle's tenure here. And I don't know if that's – Kyle was that way when Jimmy started in 2019. Like, that was that, – this is not, like, a, a, a new thing. He's been doing it for several years. So my question is, is that is this a Kyle thing? As you mentioned in the last show, he's blown a couple of big leads that probably affect how he coaches. Mm-hmm. Or is it more so a Jimmy thing? And I think it's a combination of both. Yeah, I just, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go no. away until either they start scoring a lot of points or, or get over the hump and maybe it'll never go away. I don't know. And But, you know, Lance was running a lot. <laughs> so so maybe he that's just Kyle. He, he just, he wants to keep it as just conservative as possible if he doesn't have full trust in his quarterback. And I don't know, maybe he'll just never have a quarterback that he, that he fully trusts. Maybe it just kind of is what it is. I don't know. But his dad was like that too. Mike Shanahan was exactly like that. He never set, settled on a quarterback after Elway. Although he did have Cutler for a few seasons, but like he never settled on a quarterback for the the, the long, long term because they eventually traded Cutler anyways. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because if Kyle keeps winning, he's not going to go anywhere. So if he does that with disposable QBs, I guess that's that happens. I mean, even if Trey Lance is a bust and the Niners are still making the playoffs and making runs, he's not going anywhere. You know, they'll trust him to keep plugging guys in, I guess, if they win. But time will tell with all that. Wanted to touch on, too. So our buddy Akash wrote an article for Niners Nation. Um, and I, you know me, I don't really read a lot of Twitter comments because it's Twitter. But I was curious because he he met, he wrote an article basically saying um, about Debo Samuel and there are legitimate concerns about him regressing this year. And that was interesting because... There are legitimate concerns about that, I think. And, you know, people get up in arms about that. But in in reality, look, Debo was Superman last year. And I don't think anybody in the world thought that that was going to continue. It's just not it's not feasible to do to have multiple seasons like that, especially back to back. It was one of the better wide receiver seasons we've ever seen or wide back, whatever you want to call it, in 49ers history. And I thought it was fair to point out that he's not having a great year. And if you look at it right now, he's got a 56 percent catch rate. He's got 34 catches on 60 targets. He's got 11.7% drop rate. He's dropped seven balls so far. His QB rating when he's targeted is 68.1. And even running the ball, he's got just 60 yards on his last 16 carries. So that's not saying that Debo can't explode the next eight games. We've seen him do it. Of course, we know he can do it. Um, it's not saying that Debo is not a, a dynamic player. It's not saying any of those things. It's just saying that, yeah, he's he, he's regressed a little. And I don't know that it's cause for concern because there's, it's kind of in the whole offense. It's not like Kittle's blowing up and Ayuka's blowing up and all these people are blowing up and Debo's just not. It's kind of been the whole offense. And I thought going into this season that you were going to have a George Kittle game and you were going to have a Debo Samuel game and you'd have a Brandon Ayuk game and it would kind of go all over the place. But it's kind of been an overall slog. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not concerned with Debo. I still think, you know, he's capable of a big play at any point, but I think it's fair to say that he's not having a great season. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not – it's one of those things where there's one ball, right? And we knew that this would eventually happen where you would have them kind of not fighting over it, but you would have an, an issue with distributing that ball among so many playmakers, especially with McCaffrey now coming on, the, coming on the scene. And the vision that you had is the same vision that I had where it could be death by any any different way. And they just seem totally disjointed. They, they really have. And the only guy that's really gotten going – has been Ayuk. And the worry that I have, because we constantly worry on the show, the worry that I have <laughs> is that if they if teams start to key on Ayuk and shut him down, this is a silly thing to say, but 
they haven't been able to do it thus far this season. But if they key on Ayuk and shut him down, like what's the Niners offense going to do? Are they going to be able to get the ball to everybody else? Because thus far they haven't been able to. It's just really been Ayuk has been the guy dominating the, the stat sheet. And then since McCaffrey came here, he's he's been the other one. And regarding Debo, he has he's had some drops, which he did last year too. Like that's just part of his game, unfortunately, right now. And I think that it's not so much that they have forgotten about him. It's just that I don't think that Kyle has found a rhythm with so many playmakers on offense and it takes some time. And if you add another playmaker, it adds to that time for them to be able to get adjusted. We, you, you put out the stat a few weeks ago before the buy talking about how they're a much better second half team. It's because I feel like the offense takes time to gel under Kyle every year with the mm-hmm. little nuances that he puts in and, and the experience they have together with, with new teammates and you throw Christian McCaffrey in there and it's going to kind of decelerate that process even more because that's a significant piece that you added. So I don't know if it's just a funk, if they're just not able to give him the ball or if he's not getting open or whatever it is, but luckily they've been able to get by with Ayuk and he's really kind of flourished. But I think that going forward, I would love to see both Debo and Kilmore involved, but it's going to be hard because I mean, Elijah Mitchell's back as well now too. Yeah. A lot of miles of defeat. And again, I, I don't care who's, doing what as long as the end result is touchdowns and points and until they start scoring points it's going to get picked apart it just it just is um i have a stat now actually yeah so i know i know you love stats so this one's from um jordan elliott uh slash cousin niners nation um fantastic uh content creator so he tweeted out that uh the average points per game in the nfl is the lowest that has been since 2009 the average yards per completion is the lowest since that has been since 1933. The average yards per per carry in the NFL is the highest in history. So yeah, I think he got that from, from I think he got that from NFL Live because <laughs> I had the same okay. stuff from Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> All right, fine. So Dan Orlovsky gets Orlovsky and 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 Jordan both get credit for that. We'll give, yeah, we're giving both. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I mean, what, it, I, it's. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right? It's like crazy. It's, and yeah. 21.8 points per game in regular season games right now, which is the fewest since I think that says 2002, uh, 2000-something. I'd have to see because um, I can't read my own handwriting. But, yeah, they were talking about it on NFL Live and talking about how the game is changing. And it's really – I love – one thing I love about football, Zane, like with the X's and O's and, and just the back and forth, offenses were spread out, right? And there were big plays, and the league was built to – defend that and now all of a sudden teams are going saying okay you're going to defend you know spread or or speed we're going to start pounding the ball again we're going to start running in between the tackles and a lot of these teams aren't equipped for it because they have smaller guys on the inside now um they were saying talking about how the space eating defensive tackle was becoming sort of a thing of the past right where marcus Mm -hmm. spears was saying in his day that you know bill parcells would just tell him you eat up the blocks and then the linebackers will clean up in the running game and now those guys don't really exist so it's shifting. So is it going to be interesting to see in the draft, are those space eating defensive tackles going to start, you know, getting drafted higher again and, and being back in the league? Or is there going to be another adjustment? But it, it is it is crazy that, and I, that the league is going that way because you have all these dynamic QBs and these dynamic offenses that aren't performing right now, right? And even you say, well, Al, you're always on the Niners not performing, but that's the league. The Niners are 18th in scoring and 20th in rushing average right now. So it's not like, they're not doing these things and they're still in the top 10. They're in the bottom half of the league. So the Niners are doing kind of worse than everybody else. And those things that we're constantly bitching about. 
just FYI. <laughs> but to see the league go this way now, it's, it's it's crazy. And for me personally, I love old school football. Like, give yeah, me a maybe. good 20 to 17. I don't want to see a sloppy 20 to 17 game, but give me a good defensive 20 to 17 game where the offenses really have to earn it and they're running the ball and everything like that. I loved what um, Washington did Monday night to beat the Eagles. They 16, yeah. 16 play drives, having the ball for eight minutes, running the football. I just, I, I loved it. I love that kind of football. I kind of hope it's going back to it personally. Yeah. And, and they, the Eagles, as a result of that signed in Dominican suit today, who, by the way, so, uh, so I want to get your, get your opinion on the, the suit thing, but you mentioned how the, the traditional run stopping, like the one tech D tackle is just, it's just a thing of the past. Who, who, when you think of that position, who do you think of? You think of, remember Gilbert Brown, right? Gilbert Brown, oh, yeah. Yeah. Keith Trailer, Ted Washington, uh, Vince Wilfork, Haloti Nada. Like these guys were like giants in the middle and you just don't see that anymore in the NFL. And I, and I kind of miss that because that was an important position. They used to eat up blocks and enable guys behind them to be able to get, get free and roam free. And I think that when the Niners had Vic Fangio running their defense, they're running three, four. That's what the, the benefit of, of a Justin Smith was, although he wasn't a D tackle, a guy that could eat up blocks that let your linebackers roam free and make, and, and be able to, to, to flow to the ball. And that's, I, I love that. I love that type of football. I'm not, I'm not a, six three defensive battle type of guy but mm -hmm. i'm also not like a you know 54 to 48 type of guy right or 52 to 48 yeah. type of guy where you just have no defense that's just not that's just not fun to me so i i think that and i and i hope that we're shifting more towards defense because especially nowadays when everything is tilted towards the offense all the rules everything like that you can't hit a quarterback the justin herbert thing we saw that last week you, you can't breathe on a quarterback. You can't breathe on a receiver. There'll be a flag. And despite that, scoring is down. So I don't know if it's teams just not being healthy or ineptitude or parity or whatever it is. But I think that it creates for a different brand of football, which is frankly kind of nice to see because that's kind of, we sound like old heads here, but Al, that's kind of what we grew on, right? That's the type of football that we, that yeah. we used to watch.